it's time for the first ever edition of jonesing for football it is football time in texas and all across the great usa you got the united states flag up there or facsimile of it bill jones young cody winstead cody's in pennsylvania i'm in texas and yes the National Football League season starts on Thursday when the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Houston Texans. The Cowboys open on the road at the Los Angeles Rams. And we appreciate you joining us for the first ever edition of Jonesing for Football. We'll be here throughout the season. And young Cody, who, by the way, is a former producer at CBS 11 in Dallas, and now for a long time, a distinguished producer for the NFL Network. I, of course, work for CBS 11 here in Dallas. And, Cody, we're going to – I'm going to be hosting the first Mike McCarthy show on Tuesday. We are taping it at the Star in Frisco. Okay. Can't wait to see that. You better send me a link uh, because uh, I'm interested. I did see you doing the scrimmage, the Cowboys scrimmage <laughs> you, last week. So I tuned in. You saw in. a lot of me. You did not see much of this scrimmage. True. I was going to say it was you, the playmaker. Yeah, a lot of that. It was, but good stuff. Uh, hey, listen, we've been doing these practice podcasts for months now, but guess what? The season is here. It's football week. Let's go. Let's talk about some bold predictions. What do you think, Bill Jones? We'll do that. Uh, I'd like to also explain that you, uh, in a normal year, a non pandemic year, you and your NFL Network crews will be traveling around to all training camps. So how is this year different for you in prepping for this season? Well, you're exactly right. Normally, I would go to six, seven, eight, nine different training camps. This year, I went to one, and that was here in Philadelphia where I live. So a lot less access for the media, which meant a lot less access for me specifically. But Bill Jones, I am scheduled to work uh, Monday night football in New York, Steelers and Giants. So I should be field producing that along with producing Good Morning Football Weekend, a show on NFL Network, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern to 12. So three hours of good NFL talk on a Saturday. Okay, well, when you are in uh, at that Giants game, uh, look up Jason Garrett uh, for me. Say hello to Jason Garrett. Of course, uh, I was hosting the Jason Garrett show throughout his time as the head coach here, and for some reason, Mike McCarthy keeping me on to host his show. How about that? No, I'll tell Jason you said uh, hello <laughs> from your his old friend, Bill Jones, down there in yeah. Dallas. In, in fact, uh, we I, I miss doing – his TV show. I wonder if he's got a TV show up there. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so yet. Maybe if they like uh, win 10 games or win the division, maybe he'll <laughs> get his own show next year. I think that's the plan. All right, let's jump into bold predictions. And uh, we had a bold prediction back when we, as you alluded to earlier, we did some practice podcasts just to get up to speed, make sure this is something that we really wanted to do. So We've been doing it uh, throughout the summer, but also because we had nothing else to do uh, during the uh, pandemic. But we made a bold prediction back when we first started doing these shortly after the draft in May that, yes, there would be a National Football League season and it would start on time. And uh, we just have a few days to live out that prediction that it will come true. There will be an NFL season. So we're all happy for that. All right, where would you like to start with bold predictions? 
All right, Dr. Jones. Well, I want you to lead us off. I've got two and you have two. And uh, you haven't told me what yours are or who they're about. So it's always going to be interesting. I'm going to be shocked. I have a feeling. (laughs) But lead us off. Give us your first one here, please. This one may be shocking to some, but it probably isn't shocking to you, Cody. I am picking the, uh, and maybe it's because I'm drinking, well, I drank some Kool-Aid from Jerry Jones (laughs) last Sunday at it wasn't really a scrimmage. It was just a glorified practice at AT&T Stadium, which we televised on DallasCowboys.com and locally here in Dallas on TXA 21. It was Cowboys night at the stadium, and I drank a little bit too much of Jerry's Kool-Aid inside Jerry World. I am predicting that the Dallas Cowboys will have the number one seed in the National Football Conference at the end of this regular season. How about that for a bold prediction? That's bold. That is bold. I'm not sh- I, don't, I don't think I've heard anybody predict that. Please, please, Mr. Jones, explain. explain how that is possible. You know what sealed it for me? It was a little tweet from Jimmy Johnson last week. Someone asked Jimmy Johnson on Twitter, how he thought the Cowboys looked, how would the Cowboys do, and he had one word, loaded. They are loaded. And so if, if Jimmy Johnson, he of how about them Cowboys fame, believes that the Cowboys are loaded, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cowboys. You know what? A lot of times with these bold predictions, and I think this was the case last year with the Cowboys, there were a lot of people who picked the Cowboys to do well in the media, okay, they predicted the Cowboys to do well because you set that bar up high. They wanted a change at the head coaching position for the Cowboys. And so if you set it up there where they, oh, they got all the talent in the world, they're going to go 12 and 4, 13 and 3, and then they go 8 and 8, well, then you get rid of the head coach. And so uh, so I think there were, there were some in the media who made that prediction for that reason. But I look at this Cowboys team, and I also look at the rest of the NFC East, and I think that uh, it's not going out on a limb to say that they're going to win the NFC East, especially when you look back at 15 years of history, the fact that the Eagles won it last year, the Cowboys uh, did not, and over the last 15 years, there has not been a repeat winner in the NFC East. So amongst the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins, if that trend's going to continue, Who's going to win that NFC East? I think it's the Cowboys. But beyond all that, I think they do have – Dak Prescott took another step forward last year. I mean, number one offense of the league, number two passing offense with Kellen Morris as offensive coordinator. You look at the addition of C.D. Lamb. Um, Of course, you got Blake Jarwin going to be starting at tight end now, going alongside Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Zeke in the backfield, Tony Pollard in his second year. The weapons that they have on offense. Yeah, they've lost Travis Frederick, a five-time Pro Bowl center, but Joe Looney has filled in there a couple of years ago when Frederick had Guillain-Barre syndrome. I think, and and all of this obviously is assuming that people stay injury-free, COVID-free as we go along. And then when you look on defense, and the additions that they've made on defense, especially with Everson Griffin at defensive end, I think he's better than Robert Quinn. May, may, may not have 11 sacks like Quinn did last year, but he plays the run better. I think Demarcus Lawrence in Mike Nolan's defense is uh, primed to have a big year on the other side. 
uh, I, you know, of course, Randy Gregory, uh, this, this just uh, the last couple of days uh, ruled eligible. I don't, uh, on a guy like Randy Gregory and for Alden Smith, I'll believe it when I see it for both of them. I, and the Cowboy fans are hoping that they are able to deliver, but there is a track record of non-delivery. And so uh, it's icing on the cake, I think, if they uh, deliver. I think Vander Esch is healthy again. He's playing the middle. Jalen Smith's the uh, will linebacker in Nolan's uh, defense. Questions in the secondary. We'll see what they do as far as the uh, safety position is concerned after releasing AHA Clinton Dix. At press time here, they have not made a move for Earl Thomas. Could happen. We'll see. Uh, and also at press time here, they haven't made a move for Brandon Carr yet. And But they had him in for a visit to add uh, a veteran guy in the secondary. So anyway, that uh, – that, those are some of the reasons, I think, and I didn't even get into the coaching staff, which is uh, one of the most experienced and best coaching staffs in the league, I think. And, of course, they haven't coached a game yet. We'll see what the, how, how I feel about that after they play the Rams, that I've got the Cowboys as the number one seed in the NFC. Okay. Well, I asked for bold, and you provided bold. So, uh, great job for following the uh, directions there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, again, again – I think what everybody always fails to recognize is huge jumps happen every single year in the NFL, right? And so your expectations are typically set by a combination of last year's record and a few big names you drafted or you added. But everybody now is down on the Cowboys because they you know, lost the division to the Eagles last year. The previous year, everyone thought they were going to the Super Bowl, right? Just because they had, had won – uh, the division and, and had everything going. So every year, teams take huge jumps. The 49ers, last place uh, in 2018. See what I'm doing exactly. here? Exactly. And then Super Bowl in 2019. So it is entirely possible that the Cowboys it, do that. This is the year for the Cowboys to be on the to be ascending. I mean, if you go back to 2014, all right, they were in the playoffs in 2014. 15, Romo got hurt. It was a bad year. 16, Dak comes along with Zeke. They're in the playoffs again. 17, step back. 18, up. Nine. So we're, it's an even-numbered year. Cowboys are ascending. I agree with you. Here, let me give you my first one, Dr. Jones. People are saying the Bucks will be good. But I'm not sure how many people are saying they are going to be this good. My bold prediction the Bucks will be the number one seed in the NFC and have the best record in the NFL. I'm going all in on Tampa Bay. Best record in the NFL. Best record in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, they won seven games. Obviously, the big additions, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and this year they just snuck in Leonard Fournette. Or this week, you know, Leonard Fournette just comes in all of a sudden and clears up any weakness at the running back position for, uh, for Tampa. Like I said, 13 wins is my prediction. And they get the lone buy in the NFC. Don't forget, that's the new rule in 2020, only one buy per conference. The biggest reason I'm buying this team, obviously the offense. Revamped around Tom Brady. His upgrade alone makes the Bucs a playoff team. and. Interesting to note, since taking over as the Patriots starter in 2001, Tom Brady has won at least 10 games in every season except for two. 
So 17 of the last 19 seasons, he's won 10 plus games. I think he's going to be pretty good in Tampa Bay uh, this year as well. Gronk coming south, joining his buddy. He's going to be a nice, reliable target. Did take last year off, but don't forget, he's only 31 years old. I still think he's good for seven With touchdowns. The body of a 61-year-old. I still think he's good for seven or eight touchdowns. And Tom, trust him. He's going to be where he needs to be, when he needs to be there. The rest of the weapons, we know they're loaded. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tyler Johnson, who's a rookie that we both like. The tight ends. Cam Bray, O.J. Howard, and their offensive line returns for their five starters, and then their upgrade was also number 13 pick overall in the draft, uh, Tristan Worsh from Iowa. Some, guy, some people thought he was the best tackle in the draft. Defensively, let me hit the Bucks defense real fast. Basically, recent history, they've been a disaster. But if you only grade them on last year, I would say they're a bit underrated. 15th in total defense, fifth in takeaways, 28 takeaways for the Bucks defense last year, and yards per play, seventh best in the league. So kind of underrated, that Tampa Bay defense. Uh, they've got good players. Vita Vea, Ndamukong Sue, Devin White, Levante, David Sheck, Barrett led the league in sacks. Not many people know that. And they drafted Antoine Winfield Jr., I know, a guy you're high of out of uh, Minnesota uh, in the second round. Todd Bowles, of course, the defensive coordinator. We know Todd's a very well-respected coach in the NFL, so he'll do a nice job with that group. And one of the main keys, their schedule, fairly easy, in my opinion, Bill Jones. Five of their six toughest games will be played at home. Don't forget that. That is important. That includes games against the Saints, Packers, Rams, Chiefs, and Vikings, five of their six toughest games played at home. That will be beneficial. They're a 13-win team, and they could play in the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Don't forget so that either. So 13 wins yes. will be the best record in the NFL. Yes, sir. That means they'll tie for the best record in the NFL. There will. So you're saying there won't be another team that will have 13 wins. That is correct. Okay. All right. That is a bold prediction in and of itself. All right, that was very good, and I'm not at all surprised that was your bold prediction because you have been high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all offseason. All right, let's move on to another bold prediction. How about a, a, a surprise team that makes the playoffs, okay? Yep. You Who talk you about – you talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What about the team he left, the New England Patriots? Is it a, would it be a surprise if the New England Patriots made the playoffs, especially when you consider how many COVID opt-outs they had, especially on their defense, led by Dante Hightower? Well, I'm here to tell you, that the New England Patriots under head coach Bill Belichick will make the playoffs in 2020. That's my second bold prediction. That is very bold. I, I highly doubt that now, but Hey, once again, Bill Jones, you follow the rules, bold prediction. Well done. Do you care to share a little bit more? Talk to me about the rest of that team outside of Cam Newton and um, Sony Michelle. Maybe give me the rest of the team there. And Rex Burkhead 
Don't yep, forget Brad. Rex Burkhead, one of my favorite players out of Plano Senior High School, a guy the Cowboys should have drafted instead of Joseph Randall in 2013. Um, you know, I just – I saw Bill Belichick's press conference on Friday, okay? He gave a clinic in how to handle a press conference. He went 30 minutes – Bill Belichick's got this reputation because whenever you see sound bites from him, usually there's some controversy going on and he's, or, you know, something's going wrong with the Patriots. And so he doesn't say anything. He's a next question kind of guy. We moved on to Cincinnati or whatever. He was great. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? He's got something up his sleeve here. He's he feels got, good about his team, right? I think he feels good about his team. And, and really, even with all the opt-outs, you can't take away Tom Brady from what's happened with the Patriots over 20 years, basically. But working a roster, okay, and having a knowledge of every player in the league and bringing them in, he's got his system and so forth, and, and knowing what types of players he likes to have, I don't think that's that major a deal the players that he's lost. Yeah, it is a big deal, especially the guys he lost in free agency on defense like Van Oy uh, going to Miami and so forth. But I just think that uh, that don't be surprised if New England – I think he feels good about where Cam Newton is right now too. And uh, I just, just don't be surprised. I, I just wouldn't put it past the Patriots to uh, surprise everybody and have a good season, make the playoffs. A lot of people think that they're tanking for Trevor, whatever. I don't think that's the case in New England. Uh, you know, some of the opt-outs, too, they are guys that are older uh, that, you know, might have been getting hurt anyway along the way. It might have been, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that turns over his roster a lot. And uh, anyway, I, I like New England, and I've always liked New England, and, and especially in a situation like this, I'm not saying that they're going to have the best record in the AFC or anything like that, but I think that they squeak into a into the playoffs, which is a you know with extra team making the playoffs this year too. That, that just adds to it. How about this? Uh, when's the last time expectations were this low in New England? Right? Bill's not used to this situation. He's used to right. every year. Uh, uh, let me throw you something else. One of your cohorts at the NFL Network, Bucky Brooks. Okay. Uh, here in Dallas, uh, Bucky is uh, one of the analysts on Special Edition, which airs on CBS 11 Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. I host the show, it's, uh, uh, and so we did our bold predictions this week, and uh, guess who Bucky picked to go to the Super Bowl this year? I'm hoping it was not the New England Patriots. Bucky picked the New England Patriots against the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And I had the same reaction you just had. I was like, whoa, wait a second. You're picking a who? <laughs> well, so, I'd be anyway. surprised if either of those teams made it. But, hey, <laughs> uh, good for Bucky. I, I hope that works out for him. Can I All give right. you my second bold prediction, Bill Jones? Yes, go for it. It's a two-parter, but one prediction because I combine them. The Miami Dolphins will make the playoffs and the Seattle Seahawks will miss the playoffs. Mm. I say that's kind of bull. A lot of people like Seattle. I say so too. 
Who's starting at quarterback for Miami? Well, unfortunately, we don't quite know yet, but I, I don't think it really matters, truthfully. I, I think uh, regardless, the Dolphins are making the playoffs. A lot, a lot of the reason because of the extra playoff spot that you mentioned. Let me get into Miami real fast. I think they're headed in the right direction under Brian Flores. We saw that. They won three of their last five down the stretch, including a Week 17 victory against Bill Jones' New England Patriots. Uh, that prevented them from securing that first round by. So that was an important game right there. I loved their offseason. They had a ton of money to spend in free agency, and they did mostly on the defensive side. They got Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy. Again, you mentioned him, and Byron Jones. They took him from the Cowboys, made him How the many interceptions paid. will Byron have this year? Uh, I'll say a few. I'll say a few. That would I'm be gonna... a few more than he's had in his career. Yep. Understood. That's a bold prediction to say he's going to have a few uh, interceptions. <laughs> I think that, that alone. Um, and in the draft, Bill Jones, they addressed the offense. Of course, they got my guy, Tua Tungavailoa. They picked him uh, in the first round and then loaded up with offensive linemen to protect him. They got three offensive linemen in the first four rounds. So Tua will be protected, and they're putting him in good positions. I can't wait to see oh. – Okay, okay. Oh, hold on a second on that point. Tua will be well protected in 2022 when those offensive linemen that they drafted come of age in this league. But go ahead. The point is, Bill Jones, they're putting weapons and tools around him. Um, I can't wait to see Devontae Parker this season. And Bill Jones, this leads to the first ever win stat of the day, which is Ooh. a little little nugget that I like to drop in each one of these jonesing for footballs. And that, it's got a sponsor this week. Oh, we do have a sponsor. Is that true? <laughs> well, made up sponsor. Okay. What do you I got? got? My coffee cup here. Yeah, sure. I see it. What's the best part of waking up? Folgers, I think is what is what they say. In your cup. Folgers in your cup. They are our, our, our special our sponsor made up, this our week. Our made-up sponsor for this week for the win stat of the week. Well, thank you so much, Bill Jones. Here, here is the stat about Devontae Parker. The final seven weeks of last season, so weeks 11 through 17, Devontae Parker led the NFL in receiving yards with 733, so almost 105 a game. And I think he's going to pick up right where he left off at the end of last season. Uh, well, again, we'll see what happens early in the year, whether who starts at quarterback, it's Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick is able to come back and, and play here in week one. But I think the Dolphins are headed back to the playoffs for just the third time since 2002. Let me quickly run through why I'm against Seattle making the playoffs. You got to start with Russell Wilson. Clearly, everybody recognizes he's a stud, might be the best player in the league, truthfully. But there are plenty of weaknesses that you can't overlook on this Seattle roster, mainly in the trenches. Offensive line, they ranked 27th in the league last year, according to Pro Football Focus. And poor play from that unit has been happening for a while. The last five years, the Seahawks have allowed the third most sacks in the NFL. This year, they're trying to revamp that group. I still have my doubts. Defensively, on the D-line, 
Uh, only one team finished with fewer sacks last year, and that was with Jadavion Clowney in Seattle. And so I think that group looks worse this year. They're studly at linebacker. We all know that. Bobby Wagner's a monster. K.J. Wright. They added Jordan Brooks, the rookie from uh, Texas Tech there as well. Mm -hmm. But I think their secondary is middle of the pack, even if you include Jamal Adams in that group. So to wrap it up, the Seahawks were only plus seven in point differential last year, Bill Jones, plus seven. That was ninth best in the NFC. So I don't think their 11-5 and five record uh, in 2019 was quite an indication of who they really are. I think they're 8-8 eight and eight this year. And especially you got to consider they're playing in that NFC West, which we all know is tough considering the Niners, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Bill Jones, Seattle, okay. not making the playoffs. That's bold. All right. Do you know what the uh, point differential was for the Miami Dolphins last year? I do not. Please tell me. I'm trying to add it up here. What is 94 plus 94? That's a lot. 188. Okay. One, they were minus 188 points last year. What were they down the stretch, though, Bill Jones? What were okay. they the last five weeks? Okay. All right. All right. So you're – that is a bold prediction. Miami is going to make the playoffs coming off a season in which they were minus 188 in point differential last year. And Seattle misses the playoffs. Okay, and so I will add to my bold prediction that New England makes the playoffs. My addendum to that is Miami misses the playoffs, which, come to think of it, isn't such a bold prediction anyway. Yeah, just three. They've only made the playoffs twice in the last, like, 15 years. So, yeah, I don't think that's all that bold. All right. I think this was a fabulous debut of Jonesing for football, our bold predictions. And I can't wait for the next edition of Jonesing for football later this week because we are going to be doing what, Cody? Well, Mr. Jones, you know, week one, you got to get all your predictions on the record. So we're going to be making predictions on some of the awards, rookies of the year, comeback player, MVP, and who is going to the Super Bowl. We're going to be discussing that later this week on Jonesing for Football. All right, that does it for the first edition of Jonesing for Football, and we will see you next time.